This year, Elk Grove will have at least two new city council members representing districts two and four. This is Elk Grove News Podcast. I'm Dan Gowrity. In this three-part series, we are interviewing the three district two candidates. In this edition, we talk with Michelle Kyle. Michelle Kyle, thank you for joining us on Elk Grove News Podcast today. We appreciate your time. We know you're busy campaigning, so we do appreciate your time quite a bit. Thank you for the invite. Michelle, if you could, for readers, or I'm sorry, for listeners who may not know you, can you give a uh, short uh, biography of yourself? Um, my name's Michelle Kyle. I moved here into Elk Grove in 2010. Uh, my children have attended school, all of four of them, all through from kindergarten up through high school, except for the two that I homeschooled. Um, they attended in Elk, uh, Elk Grove Unified School Districts, and they all attended sports here. So we've been very involved in the community of Elk Grove for a very long time, even before we moved here. And it just seemed like the right place to be is to move and be in the environment and the community that we knew. Our friends were here. So moving to Elk Grove seemed to be the thing. And then just trying to run, I, it was just something that I wanted to do to be able to help the community. Michelle, let's talk about Measure E first. Okay. Uh, Measure E is on the ballot for Elk Grove voters this November. And the city is asking for a permanent 1% tax increase. It's expected to raise about $23 million a year annually to start, and it'll probably grow over time. Do you support Measure E? I do not support Measure E at this moment. Um, Right now, I do not feel that it is a good time to be raising taxes. Um, Right now, people's budgets are being stretched thin. They're living paycheck to paycheck. They're having issues as it is with the cost of gas going up, the cost of food going up, rents going up. Everything is going up at this moment. So I'm not saying no and never to Measure E, but I'm saying not right now. It is just not a good time for us to be trying to burden more onto the citizens of Elk Grove. Let's continue with taxes. Sacramento County voters are being asked about Measure A, which is a one-half percent sales tax increase For the next 40 years, it's expected to raise during its lifetime about $8.5 billion. Do you support this tax increase? Um, Again, at this moment, I do not. Um, I know that Measure A has done immeasurable amounts of good for us in the traffic. And, And unfortunately, sometimes we don't see the good that it's done. We just, because it's not directly with us. So we don't see that that road has been approved because it's not something that we drive over every day. But I know the Measure A has, the taxes have gone and made improvements. I know it's going to go for that connector that's going from, um, five all the way out to 50. I get that. But again, right now, just with everything that's going on and the cost of everything and the rise in inflation, we just need to give the citizens a break just for a minute so that they can breathe and get caught back up on everything that fell behind, especially from the last two years with COVID and everything that went so crazy. Um, So again, I'm not opposed to never. I'm just opposed to not right now. Let's go back to Measure E for a minute. Say you are elected to District 2 and you have a seat on the city council, and let's say E passes. As a council member, how would you want to see that money used on the behalf of taxpayers? I definitely, if that passes, I definitely want to make sure that there is accountability and make sure that it is used for exactly what we said it was going to be used for, for safety, the law enforcement, for safety um, measures, for improving the traffic and and, um, 
improving the traffic and having that go through. And then also they said it was going to be used for some youth programs. So I definitely want to make sure that even though it's going into the general fund and it's not being put into specific pockets, I definitely will be making sure and keeping an eye on that if it passes, it will be used for what it was said it was going to be used for. One more question on Measure E. Um, the city's literature that they've sent out has suggested that the money will be used for public safety, including uh, the fire department, which is a different agency, the Kasumnas Community Services District, which suggests that the money would be funneled over there. Do you think it would be a good idea at some point in time for the CCSD and the city to merge into one entity? I like to keep them separate just so that that way the things do not get muddled. When you have the CSD and they have, they're accountable for the parks and the recreation and that stuff and keep them away from the city, but they definitely, we need to work on a collaboration between the two of them so that we are, even though we're two separate entities, that they're working as one together to the same main goal. So you would not be in favor of uh, merging, merging them at yes, this time? Correct. I would not be in favor of merging them, but I definitely think that we need to make sure that we are working towards the exact same goal and working together, not um, counteracting each other with what we're deciding to do. Perhaps the biggest project in Elk Grove's near-term future is the zoo. I can tell you, anticipating <laughs> the question by the smile on your face. The biggest unanswered question for most taxpayers is, who pays? Who pays for the relocation? Who pays for the construction? Who pays for the ongoing operating expenses? Uh, if you're a council member, are you willing to use taxpayer money for any, any or all of those purposes? I would be willing to use some of it. And for the fact of we have, as taxpayers in Elk Grove, we would be using the, the zoo. We would be visiting that. So I can understand using a little bit of our money from the city to be able to help improve that. Because if we don't upkeep the, the run in the zoo, if we get it and it finalizes, if we cannot keep that up running, we're not going to get the tourist attraction and we're not going to get the people to come and visit. If we don't get the visit, then we don't get their revenue. So as a city council member, I would definitely make sure that we had some funds going in there because it's, it's a city attraction that we are bringing them there. We're putting the name of Elk Grove on top of it. So yes, we should contribute some, but we are not, should not 100% fund that zoo as they need to find other uh, forms of fundraising to be able to get that to open and run. At least, well, well, not at least, two of your opponents have come out publicly in, in opposition, or, or I should say they supported the Elk Grove City Council's decision to deny the Oak Rose apartment project in Old Town. Given last week's developments where the city is sued by the proponents and the city is uh, under investigation by the California Housing and Community Development Department, if you were on the city council, how would you handle this situation? What would you suggest? Well, they definitely need to let the investigation run because from what I understand, the codes were not followed when they wanted to put that in there. So if the codes were not followed, then it was correct of the council to deny that project. Now, if the codes were followed and we've gone and, and the council did their own interpretation of it, something, or they've gone and made something appear out of air, then yes, definitely we need to make sure that we take care of that because... We can't just interpret our own codes. We need to follow the codes and the regulations that are there. You so mean the state codes? The state codes, the state right. codes, city, any code. You know, if you state, county, city codes, all codes, they're there for a reason. And if you don't like the code, then you need to go get that changed. You can't just skirt it around it and do what you want. You follow the code and then you go and work on getting it changed if it's something you don't want or need. So I would definitely want to wait for the investigation to finish out and follow through before we made any rush judgments. 
um, because from like I said, from what I've been told, they didn't follow the code of what was supposed to be approved there and, and the amount of actual units that were supposed to be t there and how they were going to put the retail and where they were going to put the living spaces. So uh, since I'm not privy to all that inside information, I don't know exactly what was or wasn't done. I just know what's been released to the public and that's it. That's all I know. <laughs> so um, I definitely want to wait until the investigation is over to see where they what the findings are and then from there we would move forward. You kind of answered my uh, next question already, but but I'll I'll bring it up regardless. When the city issued their statement on the state investigation, they criticized Senate Bill 35, which that legislation resulted in in a lot of changes in law, and the, the state was saying the state uh, the city was not following SB 35. If you got elected to the city council, we're going to have two new representatives for Elk Grove. We're going to have a new state senator. We're going to have a new assembly member, regardless of who right. wins those races. How would you feel about asking for a repeal or modification of Senate Bill 35? Would you support that? Um, I, we need we need the, the affordable housing. We need it to be in here. But we again, it's just going to go back to we need to follow the codes, and we can't interpret the rule or the code or the, the law how we want to. We have to follow it as it's written. And so I don't, I've never really actually thought about that, whether I would support or that or repeal, because it's not even been a thought in my head of, of trying to think about repealing 35, even though I've said, if you don't like a, if you don't like a law or rule, go get it changed. So I would definitely have to read up on it a lot more just to see, to give you my exact feelings. Sure. That's understandable. If you're elected, Michelle, are there any things that you think the city has not done a very good job of recently or that you would like to change that you would push for as a new council member for district two uh, one of the things would be for the homeless resources um, there's resources out there there's people out there that are trying to help groups nonprofits and when I went to the Elk Grove webpage um, Elk Grove City webpage there's only a couple on there and we definitely need to um, have the resources out there so that that way anybody that is homeless, experiencing homeless, or wants to help the homeless, it's on one page. The resources are there, and we also need to work on getting each of those nonprofits working together so it's one phone call, and they can get the help and the, and the resources that they need instead of having to call 17 different places. That's something that we can do to get in front of the homeless problem. Or I'm going to say problem because it is a problem. You have one homeless person on your street. It's a problem. And we need to stay in front of that. We need to make sure that, that, that it doesn't, we don't have the overflow coming in from South Sacramento and, and, and inundating our cities, inundating our streets and sitting in front of our businesses. We don't need that in our doors. So what we need to do is make sure that it is organized, the resources are out there, and they have a way to find those resources so that they can get taken care of and help that they need. Michelle, you're in a race with your two opponents. They're both Democrats, and you're a Republican. You've been endorsed by the Sacramento County Republican Party. Yeah. You are not as well financed as your two opponents. Do you feel you have a, uh, in District 2, which is, tends to be a more conservative district within Elk Grove, do you, do you think that's going to give you an advantage uh, with voters in District 2? No. Uh, the problem is, and, and it's not a problem, but the, the issue is, is I don't have that R in front of my name. Yes, if I had the R in front of my name on the ballot, then everybody that was a Republican or that only wanted to follow that party or do that could be able to see that and they would vote that way. But since we are a non-party race, I am at the same, I, I, I'm, my name is the same just as the other two opponents. Um, it just says Michelle Kyle, businesswoman, parent on there, and that's it. I don't have the R, so I have to find a way 
being not as self-funded as the other two to be able to make sure that everybody knows out there in the conservative area that we do have a Republican choice on the ballot for them to choose. And I have uh, received quite a bit of few people that have said, we didn't even know someone was running that was here. So it's, it's my job and my responsibility to get that message out and let them know that there is a Republican that was endorsed by the Sacramento County Republican Party running for this race. Do you think if voters in District 2 knew that you were uh, endorsed by the Republican Party, that would help, that would enhance your chances of winning the election? I would say it would at least give me a little bit of an edge because I will tell you that the rural area, Elk Grove District 2, is a little more conservative. We're just a little bit older. We're just a little bit more established in there. We don't have the new implants coming in from the Bay Area as much. Not saying it's a bad thing, just saying it is just how we are. We have a little bit more conservative values on the in District 2. So yes, if they had a way to find out easier and less expensive that I was endorsed, I, I think I would have a little bit of an edge over the other two um, that are trying to fight for the for the other the, the Democrat votes. And finally, Michelle, how can voters learn more about you and learn more about your candidacy? Well, one is I actually am on the Sacramento County GOP uh, website. So if you go to sac- sacgop.gov. I can't remember what their one is, but um, if you go it's, to mine, I think it's, it's .org. .org. I think so too. You now that you said, it. I think it's .org. Yes, if you go yeah. to Sacramento County, I'm on their website. They have their whole thing, um, the, the whole slate that they're voting for, and then I also have my own website, which is Michelle for Elk Grove. It's Michelle with two L's, M I C H E L L E for Elk Grove that, .org. Is that number four? Nope, it's written out F O R Michelle F O R E L K G R O V E .org. And um, yeah, if you go to my website, you can learn about me. You can see who my endorsements are. And just because I'm endorsed by the Republican Party, I will tell you I was endorsed by them because I am fiscally conservative. I don't want the taxes. I, I Not right now is the time for this. Um, we're living paycheck to paycheck, and I want to be a speaker for the people. And I, I just think that that's the whole reason I ended up getting the endorsements that I did. It had nothing to do with anything else of the party. It just had to do with right now here in Elk Grove, we need somebody that's going to speak up and... And, and slow down the council and start getting some financial responsibility and some financial cr- accountability. Michelle Kyle, thank you very much for your time and best wishes on your campaign. Thank you. Thank you for having me here.